I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Excuse the gloom, but none may know of this meeting. The nature of my trouble is darker still. Over a year ago, King Lysandus of Daggerfall died honorably on the field of battle. He was as loyal a subject, ally, and friend as you are. Oh. oh. Yes. Oh, excuse my gloom. Yeah. Jeez, buddy. Hey everybody, welcome to Play Retro. This is where we talk about old-ass video games. I'm Scott Johnson, one of your hosts of this show, and I just got back from 1996, where we were told, or sorry, where we were totally cool with pixels over polygons. All right, we were fine with it. That meant our games could be 9,000 times larger than now, and you could stabby, stabby, longer, longer. All right? Mm. You can fit 1,000 Skyrims inside of Daggerfall, so get ready to lose yourself and more hours than you've ever uh, been live up to this point, uh, just to save Tamriel from ultimate destruction. Oh, man, this place is huge. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And as we heard earlier, excuse the gloom, but we have to keep this on the down low. Mm. Just you, me, in an all-encompassing darkness in this fire starter. So you can see my full MV. Oh, and here's a teeny little quest in the largest CRPG world you are likely to explore from the mid-90s to get you started. Now off, you know what to do. What? You didn't read the 90-page manual? Yeah, you're so screwed. Yeah. Well, I'm off to bed. Firestarter, put it out. Yep. <laughs> excuse the gloom. I want a shirt that says, excuse the gloom. How we, could I have never could, heard another nerd? That. Yeah, no one ever I've says never heard it. another nerd utter that phrase to me. Well, what? think about it. There's not, no one memes on Dagger Falls intro video. It's not really a thing. You know, but that's stupid. It's I, the I best. agree. It is pretty great. I, I mean, that guy is standing there and he's got a torch light and you're standing next to the he's the emperor and you're in some what like a toilet mm-hmm. and y'all are in there having a secret meeting. Why the emperor has to have a secret meeting in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then you got, you know, you got Ibit over there with this evil Ibit on top of that because he's got he's like Brian Ibit bald head. Yeah. He's got an evil goatee and he's got the light and. When they turn it, ooh, it was so far, good. so it far, you're good. just describing Ibit once again. You're just fully describing Brian Ibit, not his evil. Yeah, side, yeah. It was, just, oh god, it, it was so. Good. I was blown. I didn't know that was going to get a full motion video at the top of it. I, I didn't. Like, I don't remember that at all. I had this game, played the hell out of it back in the day, and I don't remember the video at all. I know mm-hmm. I had it on. I did have a CD-ROM version of the game, 
may have been yes. all you could do. I don't remember. Every, could, yeah, only Daggerfall. 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 Yeah. So Daggerfall only came on a CD because it would have been 300 floppies. Yeah. Because it was huge. Now, was uh, Arenas, the one prior, the Elder Scrolls 1 Arenas, yeah. which w- would have fit on seven floppies, I think, seven or eight floppies. I did that one it too. It was still pretty way, big, whatever. that game. That game yeah, is ug, ugly fugly now, that first game. Ooh, boy. I, man, I want to talk more about that, but yeah, I don't think so. You know what? Actually, I like the style. There's a darker, moodier style about Arena that's just not there. It's, it's, it, they went for the whole, the brown is the new black in mm, Daggerfall. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of telling you, I kind of like the character models and uh, the vibe look of arenas the gameplay not nearly as good yeah the gameplay is pretty bad i i will say i mean the original was much more like um like a traditional dungeon crawler right it was more Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. being in the same dungeon having a a really intricate map about where you've been and where you're going in that dungeon yes closer to something like i don't know um there's a lot of there's a lot of clues along the way too it is definitely a different game uh, and from the developer standpoint, they said uh, they made arenas so they could make a real game because mm. they learned, you know, you learn. You learn from what you're doing. Your first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you anyway, didn't know how to make a game. This game is a big deal because, uh, well, lots of reasons. We're going to get to all of those. Before we do, though, a couple yeah. quick things. Did you see the Sega handheld that'll take cartridge, cartridges, Genesis cartridges? I'm- I'm so excited about uh, the Hyperkin. I like Hyperkin. I got some stuff by them, those guys, and it's, everybody's been talking about it. It's a, it's a handheld device. You can plug uh, Genesis cards in, a la the Nomad. Remember the Nomad? Just like the Nomad, um, yeah, right up just top. Just like the Nomad, baby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got a nice little, it's got a nice little uh, controller shape to it. And uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to portable uh, Genesis games. Do they get a price? We don't have a price yet, do we? Or do we? Let's see. If I had to guess, I'm going to say sub 100. Okay. Hyperkin's not, they're not the type to really go really hard flash. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're not going to, you're not going to find too many Hyperkin products that are over $150. Yeah, it probably won't be too bad. And based on this image, it looks pretty good. It looks like, you know, they went with a six button controller layout. They decided to make this thing look like a literal Genesis button or a Genesis six button controller split in half and then put a screen in the middle. Yeah. Um, the fact that it takes actual cartridges, I'm sure this thing can be hacked to also take your ROMs or even cartridges full of ROMs. In mm-hmm, fact, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's the first thing people do is just buy those. Yeah, Hyperkin's usually pretty good. And the, the, uh, the community around that stuff uh, gets BIOSes out pretty quickly that yeah. will probably make the built in one look like. Poo-poo. What's the most you'll pay for this? What do you What do you want to What do you, What money will you spend? Oh, I, I I definitely would not go over one twenty five, but I doubt it's going to yeah. be that high. Knowing Hyperkin's stuff, now really? I'm, a, I'm a hardcore dummy. So what yeah. if it's a hundred bucks? That's perfect, right? I'd do that. If it's hundred bucks, I'd do hundred bucks, no yeah. problem. Hundred twenty five, yeah. I'll you know I'll it'll be a it'll be a mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. because there's other there's other products on the market out there. Hyperkin's just got the biggest buzz. There's already other. Uh, handhelds like this that take genesis cards they're not as nice yeah uh, they don't have the hyperkin you know name behind them but you know they're you know do any of these have uh um, any of these have let's see what am i looking for here i'm looking for okay usbc charging yes 
Oh, okay. Yeah, Built-in so, rechargeable batteries, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. They do have something called the Super Boy, which is a, a Super oh, NES yeah. equivalent to this, and that sells for one twenty. Yes. So the thinking is we might yeah. be around one twenty for that thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. Like I said, Hyperkins typically their hundred and fifty would be the top end of most of their stuff. Yeah. Look at that. Kind of want that. You should get that as well. Now, I can't wait because I got my analog pocket on the way. That is very pretty, though. I love the Hyperkin look. It is, uh, they got their own style. Yeah. And the stuff has all been pretty decent that I've had. But you got to be careful, man, because I had a Hyperkin. Uh, I forget what Hyperkin thing I had, but I didn't have the original power adapter, but I, I, I thought I did. And of course, the plug was the right kind of plug, and I plugged it in and it zapped it. And I'm like, oh, oh no. no. And I looked at it and I was like, I was like, oh, come on. It wasn't that much difference. I don't love hearing that. That's bad news. That's not good news. Yeah, just make sure you keep all your cables with your Hyperkin stuff. But yeah. look at that. You got you got your plugins on the front of that thing for your uh, original console uh, controllers as well. I don't think that's going to be on the Sega one. I think oh, I may have, have to pick it. this up. Do they, that's do pretty they, cool, though, isn't it? Do they still sell, sell those uh, <laughs> legally dubious cartridges that are just chock full of ROMs? Is that still a thing? Absolutely. You can totally find those. Yeah. Yes. This probably even says bought often bought together or something. I can't find. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, the Superboy kind of makes me feel like, uh, you know, for a while. Um, oh, what's his face? Why can't I remember his name? Superman. What's his uh, name? The one that did the song. Christopher the Why am I thinking? Oh, uh, no, no, no. The, the, the artist, the musical artist. Uh, artist formerly oh known as Prince. I don't know. I have no idea. No. I have no I'll idea. Come back to me later. All right. Come back around later. I'll uh, figure it out. My only concern about this one. The Superman. Superboy. The, the Superboy. The only concern I have is I don't think that screen looks very big. How big is that screen? It's not. It's yeah, not very big. I don't want like bigger it bigger than me. Look at that D-pad. Yeah. Look at that D-pad. <laughs> yeah, look at it. I kind of want it. one, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it even takes actual controllers? That's from- what? Yeah, yeah. Right out on like, like Oh, I see. You did say that, but I thought you meant... <laughs> I don't know what I thought you meant. I didn't realize it was like right there in front. Holy yeah, on shit. on the front. Holy shit. All right, I'm doing it. Is that cool? It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm saving my money for the Sega Genesis one, though. But I saved my money because I just ordered the analog pocket. I'm pretty excited about that. Let me ask you this. Yes, give me it. But uh, that does that doesn't that doesn't take carts though, does it? This does. Yeah, you put a cart right where in the, the hell are you gonna stick a where the hell are you gonna stick a Super NES cart in that thing? That thing is. Did you see back there? See that little. Let's back over it again. Let me see. Is it on the bottom? No, it it's on, on the, the bottom. It's on the top. So if you see those two little claw things, here's an image down here with the cart. The claw. In. See here, these people have. Oh, it must in. be a fatty on the back. Then I got you. Yeah, you stick your little fatty in there. I don't know. That screen looks pretty big. Yeah, but it's, it's about it's not quite as big as a cart, an SNES cart. It's close to it, but not quite. Why do I want Maybe about these three things? Three fourths the size of a of a cart. That's not bad. Why do I want these things? Everything I would ever need to do here, I can do on a Steam Deck. Why? Why do I even care? I've said it before. I love my Steam Deck, but Daggummit is so big. Is so it's, big. It's the size doesn't bother me. It's just there's something neat about having this little thing. I don't know what it yes, is. A, a dedicated device to doing something dedicated. No bullshit around because you know, look, Steam Deck's great. I will yeah. never say that my Steam Deck is not freaking awesome. There's a lot of updates. That's a big moving piece of machinery. This is a very specific purpose driven device here. Yeah. You just go pick this thing up. You probably still have the card in it from where you played it last time. Yeah. And you're playing it. Yeah. And then there's the, so here are some of these mini games on a cartridge games. It's a little expensive. Jeez, 
Well, some of those are LED lit. Look at that. Well, they're probably going to be about that anyway, because uh, oh, the EverDrive. Yeah, you're going to pay some money when you start getting into the EverDrives. Why, nice. why EverDrive? Why are they more than oh, others? Oh, my, because it high demand, yeah. um, uh, well, well built. Um, and it's also according to uh, which one you get, uh, how many features you get. See that one right there? That was, it looks like a knockoff to me. I don't know if that's a real EverDrive there. Sixty-seven ninety-nine. It looks like bullshit, especially with that two-star rating. What did somebody do? Retrotech. Is that who does it? Retro- I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to look at this. Well, there's your, there's your 196 games on the Genesis Mega Drive thing. That would plug right into this new thing they're coming out with. So you could do that. Yeah. And I've got, I've got at least one of those. I, that, I use that one. That, I love that thing. And the only thing I use it for yeah. is to run demos on my mega drive because I'll uh, just turn it on and I'll pick a game. It'll just run through the demo. And so I get like a bunch of different ones. I can just run demos. Like I love doing that. That's so stupid. I know this is all so bad for me. Why am I looking at it? It's so bad. All right. Well, we've talked about that. Let's now talk about you and your Pokemon gold and game boy color thing. Cause you have a battery problem, sir. You got to fix. Right. So in February. So, okay. Last year, a good, good friend of mine in the community sent me a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of Pokemon, all the Pokemon games they had. So I was like, oh, cool. I've been wanting to play the Game Boy, uh, the Game Boy Pokemon games forever. So I ordered Analog Pocket and it should be here in February. So I'm hoping to start running through all the Pokemon games. But I noticed because I'm, I can play them right now because I got a Game Boy Color and I can pop them into my uh, Game Boy player on the GameCube. Started playing gold. And realized almost immediately that the batteries were dead in all of them. So, oh, damn, no saves. Yeah. That's bad. You can't play Pokemon with no saves. You could, but nobody wants to got to catch them all in single sitting. Yeah. Um. So I had to order some uh, order some batteries. And so if you ever have to do this, it's not hard to change these batteries out. There is a little bit of soldering involved, but it's very simple soldering. You can buy one of these off, uh, you know, wherever store you got to. Just make sure that you get the right one um, because different uh, cards can require different batteries. These use the CR2025s, those those coin looking batteries. But there's something special about them. It's not you can't just go buy the CR2025s because these solder directly onto the board themselves. Mm. So you need one with some legs. Mm. So this is the one I got by them toys. And I've been fairly satisfied with this. Uh, you want to make sure you get a good one. I tested them as soon as I got to make sure that they was reading the right voltage to make sure they weren't like dying already, because yeah. that's the last thing I want to do is get halfway through Pokemon and find out where are some cheap ones. But no, this is pretty good. Comes with uh, comes with the screwdrivers and stuff you can use for several different systems. So everything I needed right here for about 20 bucks. And it's going to have about five or six Pokemon games. Yeah. Not bad. May Not as well. Yeah. Me. You already said you were, yeah. you have some plan to play all that through, right? You're going to do it all. I'm going to play all of them. I'm going to play. I'm going to play through all the Pokemon. I'm going to catch them all, baby. I'm going to catch them all. I hope yeah. that's the plan anyway. Well, that's my goal with viruses this year. I want to catch them all. Let's get them. Going. I want to catch you all, baby. Yeah. Oh, I also got this, and I can't wait to talk more about it next week. But just to let you know that I did get my Mister Reflex controller. Oh yeah. And what this is is a little device that plugs into the Mister by USB on one side. Um, and then it has ports for HDMI plugs. You're like, wait, Brian, is that video? Mm-hmm. No, this is the 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 favored port. Uh, uh, what's the form factor that these old controllers uh, plugging into these types of devices uses? So it has HDMI on one side, and then it has a receptacle like for your PS2, uh, your SNES, and those types. And you just plug it in, and this should work on PC. 
or, or anywhere. And it's called, it's a reflex adapter, about 50 bucks. And okay. it's supposed to have a very low latency. So I'm pretty excited. Which about is what, that. that's the number one thing you want out of that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, and I already have what's called the snack controller, which uh, I can plug into the mister. And it has even lower latency to, than this. But this one, you can plug into the standard ports on the USB and not the user control port, which means that you can navigate using the controller. So I'm pretty Did you say snap or snack? How do, snack. Snack. Uh, S-N-A-C. Like I a snack. Like I need a snack. Yeah, snack. Mm, yes. Give me snack. Cereal. Serial number array controller. I don't know. Something like that. I'm sure that's exactly what you just said. I nailed it. Yeah. No acronym goes (laughs) away safe from Brian. Uh, Well, excellent. Let's get into our main topic today. Shall we play a game? We sure shall. We're going to talk about Daggerfall, which is Elder Scrolls 2 or The Elder Scrolls Mm. 2. You may think to yourselves, oh, I played an Elder Scrolls game. It's called Skyrim. What are you grandpas talking about? Well, (laughs) way back in the day, uh, Bethesda, uh, still a young fledgling studio. Full of of, uh, of 20-somethings at this time, by the way. All these were just didn't know what they were doing. They were green. Yeah. They were just stoked because they played a lot of D&D and they were like, you know what? Why don't we make a game? And there were other games sort of coming out that were like this. You know, games like Ultima Underworld were inspiring. Yes. Uh, games like, um, oh gosh, I can't think of that other one that's Dungeon Crawly. Oh, Wizardry. I, These kinds of games Wizardry, were like very... Wizardry, you, you just named the two biggest ones right there. Yeah, those the are very, very, very influential. And uh, if you fired that game up, you'd hear some of this. Swing. There's some video as well. Look at this. Look at this big chain more ball like, stick. Oh man. More like a random, uh, random number generator. Right. Right. There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah. This game is, uh, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, your traditional dungeon crawl kind of game, um, with a few exceptions. And there's some details I really liked when I fired this up this week. Now, I never was able to play the Unity thing, which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> I was only able to get the OG thing fired up and running. I also watched a ton of video. It wasn't that I didn't want to do the Unity thing. I just ran out of time. But the, uh, like, for example, your bars for uh, health, uh, stamina, and magic, or mana, have never changed. These games still, to this day, you go play the most modern iteration of an Elder Scrolls game, which I guess technically is Skyrim, is a single-player game, but you can play the MMO as well. They all use these same three bars none of that has ever gone away so in a lot of ways this game at least elder scrolls 2 in particular really set the standard for what would happen kind of from then on like this set the standard for just about everything i think they used the so in the beginning when they did arena which is the one before this uh, they they laid out a huge map of this world they wanted to create and invited uh, d- different you know just anybody in the company to come in and kind of lay out their you know their lands and you know the the farms anything that they could think of and they mm-hmm. they put this on big sheets and they and they laid it and they put it all into the computer to make this huge giant Elder Scrolls two Daggerfall and they still use that huge map essentially. Uh, with some, you know, some changes, but for the most part, the same. So they've carried the Elder Scrolls has been very consistent uh, throughout mm-hmm. as far as that kind of stuff goes. Yeah. And we've only, you know, we haven't really made that many. Six is still years away. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, five being Skyrim, four being uh, Oblivion, and three being, oh, shit. Three was called... Morrowind. Morrowind. Jeez Louise. Morrowind. I thought Morrowind was the first Elder Scrolls game I played, but then I went back and looked, and I'm like, "Mm, nope, it was Oblivion. Mm. And so I had to to update myself on that, which means that I still have Morrowind to play because now I have played Arena, Daggerfall, which I'd never played before this week. Got to still uh, cover Morrowind. Played Oblivion, eh, somewhat. Didn't play a lot of it. Skyrim, played tons of it. Mm. Never played any of the, well, I played a couple of minutes of the online thing. Not much of it. Mm um so i i had more elder scrolls in me than i thought and i was blown away by two we installed i installed the unity inversion this you did. week yeah and it looked great I by the way i saw a bunch of your stream yeah. i saw some other some other archive video people doing this it looks pretty freaking good people have been working on that for a long time it looks great yes about yeah. about 10 years the project leader guy uh he had started about 10 years ago he was making uh, tools for uh, it was called Dagger Daggerfall Workshop, and so he was making tools to deconstruct Daggerfall, and then somewhere along the ways, it became obvious that they needed to put this thing in Unity, and so that's what they did. They they took all these assets and they they basically I still haven't known how to classify it. Is it a remaster? Is it a is it a conversion? Is it I don't know exactly what you would define it as because it's got a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people involved. I mean it's modded. It's really just modded to hell and mods, isn't it? It's just mods. Well, out of out of the gate, it's very similar. The Unity version is out of the gate, very similar to the vanilla version, but with some quality of life things like better controls, better interface. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, so uses the WASD by default instead of having to uh, remap things. But I found with vanilla, I had no trouble. I just remapped all the keys to the stuff that I liked, like I'm used to, mm-hmm. and it was fine. So I played vanilla and Unity, and I'll be honest with you, I felt more attachment to the vanilla version, even though I was blown away by the unity version with that being said the unity version looks a little plasticky is my only complaint it doesn't feel retro it feels like a weird skin on top of yes yeah it is and out of the gate it's it's you know it's it's much less uh pixelated than it would be in the original but all these mods can really pretty it up and some of the the hand-painted sprites and stuff makes it look really good but you're right it's kind of got a plastic feel to it but that's okay if if it definitely looks more modern, but I kind of like the old school stuff myself. Mm. But not the quality of the, not the but the the game stuff I like a lot. Like there's a mod that you can get so that you can see, um, you know, the health bar above mm-hmm. the enemy, which is helpful because when you swing in this game, it's not like a modern game where it's like, you know, oh I I swung at the I, I swung at the bad guy, and you know it it feels like you actually swung at the bad guy. And this game. Every swing is like a, a, a dice roll. It's like you swung and then it's like, but it looks like the computer's going, I'm calculating, hold on a minute. And then you may have like struck the character or not. So there's a lot of times where you're just swinging and miss, swinging and miss. Lots of missing, mm-hmm. especially early game until you get your skill level up. Um, this follows the same idea as all the other Elder Scrolls along the way. You, you sl- The more you do something, the better you get at it. Um, and it just, it, you know, that's still the it way is, they do the, it. That's still how Skyrim works. Yeah, still was. how they do it. Yeah, yeah. still. It's I was, a little I bit, was shocked. Yeah, 
It's a little, it's a little different in uh, the MMO. They've, they've changed that up a little, but it's still kind of yeah. the basis of the combat system. Um, and it's I don't remember one- having to, I don't remember having to sleep for my skill levels to increase though, or my, um, no, is, that, is, that's not yeah. Skyrim at all. Um, there's a no. few, there's things like that, you know, again, modern iterations on this formula have proved to be popular. And yes. I think that they have successfully succeeded in many of the things that were bothersome about the older games. This unity conversion uh, goes a long way to help the classic game fit some of those mm-hmm. modern conveniences. But for the most part, and I'm, I, I think I'm happy to say this, and you actually played the unity version. I watched a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It seems like fans like it, like they're happy with it. They're not, they don't People, feel like this is yeah. overdoing it. They've kind of gotten what they want out of a yeah. fixed And I, I think the biggest thing is d- during this time when the vanilla came out, Bethesda 1.0, which is the version I downloaded and played, it's very, it's got some bugs, it's not super buggy, but it's kind of buggy. They, they shipped out, uh, they did something that you wouldn't see much of in 1996 because it was such a large game. Um, they would ship out patches on floppy disk mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't patch anything. But the Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, if you're planning on playing the something like 400 hours worth of possibilities, you're definitely going to want to play the Unity version. It's so big, guys. It's so big. Yeah. It's a lot more stable and a lot less chances of things going wrong. You got quick saves in Unity uh, as opposed to uh, you got to you got to save the hard way Mm -hmm. in in the old one. There's there's been more than one time. Then I made a boo boo this past week when <laughs> playing vanilla. Going, oh, shot! Got to save, got to save scum your way out of these problems, Brian. Always save scum. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't either. And the Unity version makes that much more obvious and much, uh, much faster. One thing you want to do immediately though is you get an option to uh, turn on nudity or not for your ragdoll. Yep. I recommend you turn it on because you don't want to see that. Yeah, no, you don't want to look at that. <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> Actually, I think it's turned off by default, and you can turn it on. Yeah, now they mod Skyrim yeah. so that people are naked in Skyrim. They, it's the other. Yeah, way. it's what it's what people want. Scott, yeah, you got to give the people what they want. Look, here's here's the thing. This game we haven't really gone into this too much, but you're right. There's 400 plus hours of content if you want to go do it all. Um, you yes. might say, well, I did 300 at least in Skyrim. No, I understand people did that, but let's just talk sheer size difference. Not even close. A game like Skyrim, which is the most modern uh, uh, version of this, I didn't check what the comparison on the MMO is, but it's still smaller, right? And it's pretty yeah. massive. Um, Skyrim, for example, looks like a tiny postage stamp on a blanket. <laughs> if you compare it to the size of Daggerfall, it's just yeah. this little blip inside of this thing. And no one ever once said to themselves, "Boy, Skyrim sure is tiny." Well, of course it's not. Yeah. But this yeah. game was like, you know what? It's all two D. It's all yes. flat texture stuff. It's not like we have to worry about a bunch of geometry or a bunch of stuff that would normally require a ton more disk space or a lot more install or whatever. Um, and, and they could do it. And there's something yeah. really rowdy about that. Something really yes. like um, daring <laughs> about making something that large that you know or 90% of your player base is never going to see it all. Like I, yeah. I like that. And I that was, the, I read some of the interviews with the developers and that was one of the questions they kept asking themselves. Cause they had the ability to, uh, the, so they would, they would generate things procedurally. So what they would, they would have handcrafted stuff as part of the main quest line, which is pretty short. Um, and then they had procedurally generated things that would basically allow you to, you know, go into dungeons, join a guild, uh, go to the bar, 
and and there was this, there's just so much of this stuff where you will go into dungeons and things. And it's all procedurally generated, including the houses and stuff. So some of it feels kind of you know ganky. It doesn't. You, you go in, and it's like, well, this looks like today I built this. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense at all. And mm-hmm. uh, how did I get stuck in this place with this uh, with this floor switch? Now that I cannot run back. Uh, and get back on the freaking uh, lift. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a there's a lot of that stuff. So it is. So they asked themselves. The developers did. Are we making it <laughs> as large as we can for the sake of making it? Because we can. Uh, because it, at some point in time, what's the quality of running some of the procedurally generated things? <laughs> right. You know. Right. It's, it, it can be frustrating. You're you can to- get stuck somewhere. Yeah, you're totally right. And the cool thing about today is there's so much they can do to optimize for space. Also, we can yes. accommodate a lot more. We have terabyte, multi-terabyte <laughs> drives. We're meant to download a 100 gigabyte game sometimes because that's just the way it is. I think the original, let's see. I wrote this down and then lost it. Uh, Dagger fall disk size. Yeah. Uh, or install size. So this is a really small, in compare. now at the time it seemed huge. Like, whoa. Yes. Are you kidding me? It, that's too it, big, you know? At the time, Scott, it was huge because this is 1996. We just got consoles that were using CDs, right? I mean, because 95 was our, our PlayStation yeah. 1. I mean, we were still early on. You you didn't necessarily even have a CD-ROM in your computer, and you might have to get one to install Daggerfall because the game before that, just a few years, just two years prior to this, was Arena, and that fit on seven floppy disk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now we're talking about hundreds of floppy disk mm-hmm. plus as compressed <laughs> and being decompressed onto your hard drive. So yeah, it's huge. It's Here huge. I, f- I found it. Uh, the in total in the original form, not with all these mods, not with all the tweaks and everything. Cause obviously that adds space, but the original was 190 megabytes. Yeah. To put on your, if you were lucky uh, in 96, what to maybe have a, a 512, uh, <laughs> 96. Drive, I'm mean, trying to think. What would we? What was the common size then? It would have been, yeah, like something like in the 500 megabyte was common. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna rack up, right? I love stuff so, like yeah. that. Yeah. Love so that's stuff that's, like that's that. it was huge. It was and it was a lot of. I I, I was surprised there wasn't more full motion video though. I'm like, wow, y'all set up everything for a a video clip and then y'all don't really do anything else with it. All right. Now um, we have an official uh, list sent here by Taz just now about the oh, largest yes, open worlds ever made in video game form. Yes. Uh, it is not as high up on the list as I thought it was going to be. I'm oh. just going to start with number 20 and move down. Okay. Right. Now note that most of these are much more modern games. Well, after 96, some of them very recent, yeah. in fact, but at number I 20, think most of the claims were at the time. I think that was right. the, how they usually, right. Which is it. a, you know, is a fair yeah. way of doing it. Um, right. Let's see, by the way, the smallest on this list at number 28, uh, is is the Witcher Three Wild Hunt, which is crazy to oh, me because I played yeah. so many hours of that game. I it feels humongous, but it's only in actuality forty nine miles square square miles. Hmm. There's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. I think Daggerfall me. they they what uh, compared to the size of uh, was it, is it just England or the whole? I can't remember. It's it's. Is supposed to be pretty big. I know that I got lost and I walked forever. There are no roads. No, no roads. <laughs> nope, no roads. Nope, and no, no helpful signs. No, um, no. I mean, no. occasionally it's a you know kind of story driven thing there is, but for the most part, yeah. you are very lost in this game. 
and you kind yeah, of they, need to know where to go and you need to have friends who are playing it and you need to have, you know, Usenet access at the college <laughs> so you can find out all the little secrets and freaking ASCII form. Those were the days, right? Yes. Uh, World of Warcraft at number six and or 26, by the way, at 80 miles wow. is all square miles. And that's wow. insane to me because that game is monstrous. It, fe- well, you, it and you feels to, big. I think it's because right? you don't have, you don't get fast travel. Like in this game, thankfully, you pretty much get fast travel out the gate. As soon as you get out of the first dungeon, you can fast travel. It just costs you a couple of gold pieces. As a matter of fact, if you want to live dangerous, you can camp out in the wilderness yep. and it'll cost you no gold at all. Yep. But yeah, like in World of Warcraft, though, until you get a mount or something, you're walking, you're hoofing it. You're, you're hoofing, hoofing it, it a lot. Literally for yeah. It just seems crazy to me. But anyway, here we go. 20 through number one. Xenoblade yes. Chronicles X, 154 miles. Burnout Paradise, 200 square miles. <laughs> now, Death- that makes sense that a race car get because you're c- covering so much ground so quickly. Yeah, and sense. you need, exactly. You need to have, it needs to be spread out. You're right. Right. Uh, Death Stranding, you played that. Uh, oh, yeah. 230 square miles at number 18. Nice. At number 17, True tri- True Crime Streets of LA. It was an old PlayStation 1 game. Too, I maybe? remember that game. I love that game. That That is one of the bigger games where they got like all of LA mapped in there. Oh, here it is. PS3 and Xbox 360. I forgot that it was then. Anyway, that one is 240 square miles. Uh, Just Cause 3 and 4. Both are yeah. the same, 395 miles each. Those are great games. Uh, Test 3 in particular. Test Drive Unlimited 2, 618 mm. miles. So, again, driving. Mm. Final Fantasy 15 with 750 square miles. Yeah. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is the newest Ghost Recon game at 781. The Crew, another wow. racing game, 1,900 square miles. Uh, Fuel, which I don't even think is still... I, don't know, I thought they shut that down. But anyway, this game called Fuel 10,000. I remember Fuel. Yeah. Uh, Guild Wars Nightfall. It's the original Guild Wars expansion. 15,000 mm-hmm. square feet. Uh, miles. Miles, sorry. Not feet. Miles. <laughs> uh, number nine, Atlas, was 17.3 thousand square miles. Elder Scrolls Two Daggerfall at number eight. Wow. 63,000 square miles. Oldest game so far that we've talked about. Yeah. So I think it still is going to hold this record because now we jump back up to the modern 2020 era. Uh, At number seven, Microsoft Flight Simulator with 197 million square miles. That makes sense because it's the whole planet, right? Yep. Guess what has (laughs) Minecraft? This is crazy. Minecraft has. Yeah. It's how how Minecraft does the math. Okay. Another procedurally generated. Right, right, right. That's how you get away with it. And the way it does the math about where you are, when you're there, and how it keeps stuff in memory, it's it's very different. But 1.5 billion square miles. Yeah. See, and with AI getting better and better all the time, these are becoming even larger and even more interesting and maybe even like generated on the fly. So it could be infinite amounts Mm -hmm. of size. Now, guess what? Guess what number one is? Um, Am I heading to space? Yes. Or is this you're in space okay. at this point? Okay, I'm in, in fact, space. your last say your no, last four no man's sky. Or I'm sorry, your last five are all space ones. So you go Star Control two for three thirty eight hundred right. planets, which have all their right. own my you know stuff in there. Starfield a thousand planets, Spore one hundred and twenty thousand planets, and right. at number one or number two, Elite Dangerous four hundred billion uh, stars. Oh, is that all? That's all. And then No Man's Sky <laughs> is number one. What <laughs> two two hundred? 255 galaxies. Now, right. you might say, 255 galaxies. That doesn't sound like that many galaxies. Dude, do you know what a galaxy Dude, is, first of all? Just one galaxy is, is enough. 
Yeah, and again, back to your procedural generation <laughs> stuff, right? There's a bunch yeah. of that in there. It's, that's that's where that's where you got to ask the question because, like, uh, I know, uh, like my son Drew, he doesn't care for stuff like No Man's Sky because he feels like it's too sparse. I personally feel it lends itself to right. the gameplay, right. and I like it. And so, at some point in time, you got to ask yourself, how does Daggerfall stack up? Because I'm sure a lot of people have played it and went. Well, I feel like I'm just really just kind of doing the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again. Now, mm-hmm. sure, the quests seem like they're new, but they're really just, you know, cycled through. And you walk into a freaking, uh, you know, a, a tavern, and instead of having a bartender behind, you know, a custom, you know, nice little uh, bar or anything, he's just standing out in the middle of the room <laughs> with his 2D sprightness doom where you, like, walk around him. And it's like, can I see behind you? Why are you constantly looking at me? Just rotates. You know, and he's time. got his, yeah, yeah he's, he's rotating around to follow you. Yeah, um, real basic so, stuff. Yeah. But again, that was kind of the standard then too. There wasn't yeah. a lot of three D happening, you know. But the game loop, the game loop is uh, f- so much fun. You go in, you get a quest, they give you some flavor text, and they give you some directions, and then you have a certain amount of time to do it. And I think this is probably one of the reasons why the the time frames are really short. Since you got fast travel, there's a lot of quests they'll send you on, and you can fast travel all the way across Tamriel yep. uh, to do something. And uh, all I'll do is it'll penalize you through time, right? Even though you don't have to experience that time real time, you do get penalized. It's like, oh, you got 43 days. You, but it takes like 20 days yeah. to get there. They want to encourage you to to, to travel when you can. And yes. it doesn't really ding you. Travel by horse, boat. Yeah. How do you get a horse? I couldn't get a By the way, we haven't talked about it. There's oh, a lot of Real quick, before, I, before you get to that, I almost forgot to mention this. Yeah. The reason I wanted to bring this up, if you take out all space or air travel, yeah. Then it's the second largest game still ah, to this day. The first being Minecraft. But be, besides my, if there was no Minecraft, we right. go back to 1986 or 1996 and right. Dagger, Daggerfall still got its, uh, its, its, you know, its record. Basically, it's doing it, and they're and they're the, the development team. Some of the guys from the original, including uh, Julian Lafay, who is often. You know, uh, thanked for being the father of the Elder Scrolls. You know, there's plenty of people involved. Um, part of a new company called uh, the Once Lost Games. Mm-hmm. Um, him and some other uh, developers from the original Elder Scrolls is uh, working on a game that's supposed to be even larger. So it was like, hey, hold my beer. The Wayward Realms should be even bigger. And it's, it's kind of the same idea, procedural generation. And I'm kind of curious what's happening now because right in the middle of building this, they're doing it in the Unreal Engine 5, from what I understand. Right in the middle of uh, building this thing, they've been doing it for, you know, probably five, six years or something. And, you know, all of a sudden, AI becomes a huge thing. And all, they're getting, it's getting put into all of these game engines. I'm curious how, how far they've gotten set back hmm. um, to try to, you know, try to adjust to what's going on. I hope this doesn't kill the project because it's always super tempting is game developers. When you're working on something long-term project like this, that when the technology changes, you're like, Oh shit, we need to move all our stuff into this. And that can really put you back. Oh, for um, sure. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's, it's necessary. It's part of the it reason. Really it's part of the back. reason why, you know, everyone complains that Starfield was basically, an example of Bethesda relying on that engine they've been using since Skyrim right. for too long. Like you need to get yeah. with the times update less load times, you know, more blah, 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 whatever, shake it up some, which I totally get. But it, when you're talking about games, the size of the games they make, yeah, you're asking a lot. 
That's a lot. Yeah. And this had a this had a uh, this was not the first time this particular game engine, by the way, that we're talking about with Elder Scrolls Two. This engine is using uh, they used with uh, the Terminator games, yeah. which I never played, and now I desperately want to play because I'm kind of in love with this stupid, dumb uh, X engine. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like it. Yeah. Me too. I kind of like it. I wouldn't mind somebody taking this engine and just building an entire new story, content, characters. Yeah. Like, I like the look of it. And I don't even mean yeah. this Unity one. I kind of like the look of the original. Right. Make that widescreen. Pixelate all you want. I don't care. Go for it. Right. It feels very similar to like, uh, first of all, you, this one, I think it was one of the first engines to use mouse look. Thank you for giving us mouse look. God, Thanks, mouse thank look. you. We hated it at the time at first, but once we realized, oh yeah, this is the way to go, Doom implemented it. And so you can really kind of see this as a, a, a kind of, a, you know, kind of somewhere between Doom and Quake. This engine seems to fit very nicely and it feels so much faster and smoother. I, I like the engine. I could do all kinds of stupid things with it. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, it's cool. I Like yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm less, I've been playing a lot of games lately that just do not rely on fantastic modern graphics to make the gameplay work. Yeah. I guess that's what our retro show is about in some ways. It's like. Yeah, you know, back when we had less cap- less capability, how did we achieve the fun? How did we achieve the sense of adventure? How did we achieve that stuff? And yeah. I'm, I don't know, I'm in the mood for new things based on that old way. Yes, and I like, oh. you know, this is brings all the stuff. Brings like, you know, you gotta you gotta roll for your characters. You mm-hmm. get to pick stuff about your characters. You can choose. You can do the classic, which I don't think they've changed necessarily throughout the Elder Scrolls. The questionnaire. So when you when you first build a character in the Elder Scrolls games, same in the first one as well, Arena. Um, you know, you can do it a couple of ways. You can choose your class, uh, or you can go through a series of questions, and the class will be chosen for you from a, a smaller pool of classes. Right. Um, and then you can you can name your character, roll your dice. Don't like your right. Don't li- don't like your roll. Reroll it. Uh, up your stats in certain areas, especially in these types of games. Early on, you're going to start out in a dungeon, so you better make sure that your character either either you're really good uh, with skills like spells or you know archery, or you need to make uh, your character really strong above sixty. So you have to bump, pump your points up so that you can get you know enough health and stamina so that you can you can you know wield your way through uh, these dungeons. And so I like to, like I said. It's such a it's such a simple game, and the game loop is a lot of fun. Not yeah. bashing newer games, love newer games, love complex systems, but there's something fun to be said about just popping in and playing Daggerfall with my friends. It felt exactly like that, like when I was playing this week with and doing streaming it on Twitch. It felt more like just hanging out with friends and playing games because I guess maybe the mechan- the mechanics were so familiar to me that. I didn't feel like I had to think too terribly hard about them. Yeah. I didn't feel like anybody was judging me. <laughs> well, and this was advanced <laughs> gameplay in 96, you know, this was yeah, breaking yeah. rules and breaking new ground and everything else. And I don't think people, you know, I think it's easy to forget that, that then yeah. this would have seemed like, Oh, these systems are so deep. And now everyone does go talk to an NPC and get a quest every game ever. I wish everything is shocked. How, I, I guess if you're listening, you're probably going, well, geez, Brian, won't you just, you know, make love to Daggerfall? I, look, I think the problem was I went in thinking Daggerfall was going to be crap. And I was like, prove me wrong. And I felt like it did. And so I, I got to give it as props for being good. Yeah. But I also recognize a huge amounts of flaws, um, lots of, of bugs, some fun bugs to find, too. Like I was playing vanilla uh, and 
we had uh, I had rat mining going on. So mm, yeah. I found a I found a rat and he was like behind a crate and I was I, I accidentally turned on pickpocketing. So you can you can turn on with your function keys F1 through F4 in this game by default. You can turn on uh, what you do with your hands while you're fighting or anything else. You can choose to like, you know, inspect things or to grab things or to steal. Yeah. And so I accidentally hit F1 and I was stealing everything and I didn't realize and I got into a battle with a rat and he was behind a box and I kept swinging, but I didn't realize I was also robbing him at the same time. So it kept popping up. You stole five gold. I'm like, what? Where did I get five gold from? And I realized, oh, I'm getting it from this rat. And since I couldn't kill him and he couldn't kill me, but we were interacting, I was getting I was getting notes from this rat. <laughs> he was supposed he had a note he was sending to somebody. I was collecting gold. I was collecting uh, stealing experience. I mean, I was just I stayed there for a good twenty minutes rat mining, and uh, it it benefited my character greatly. I, I like those kind of bugs sometimes. They're kind of fun. yeah, that stuff can be fun. I mean it's. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they're exploits, but I enjoy them while they last until someone patches yes. that crap out. But yeah, yeah. The, the game deserves just a ton of credit for breaking new ground and really becoming, well, it, it was the moment everybody went, ooh, this Bethesda company, this is one right. to watch. And they're, they were a freaking juggernaut. You know, yeah. what did Microsoft buy them for? 30 billion or some crazy number? Yeah. I don't know what it was. And boy, no, it was a less lot of these that. games, Can't a lot remember. of the, I think... Yeah, I can't remember. It was it was some outrageous number. Totally worth it if you ask me. And I'm glad because it seems like for the most part, Microsoft has kind of, you know, just kind of said, "Hey, you're doing what you're doing. Keep doing it." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So so far, that's been good. Yeah, and from the outside perspective. Yeah, and it's also it speaks to the. I mean, take take Unity's recent issues out of the out of the window for a second. Yeah, um, Unity's very good at this sort of stuff people people converting yeah. to that engine to retain something or to improve something uh it's pretty rad at that it is really good yeah. I, and it makes me mad that they have to have these you know they they got new leadership in well they the new to, guy seems uh, better than be, the last they needed the last guy was an idiot and i'm glad he got rid they got rid of him yeah and, and they but got they, and they backed him in down. a way to yeah yeah they they let him into a way he, he needed to to bring the company to making money, to being profitable at a point where investors could be happy. And so he did that, but in at the same time, screwed every screwed the screwed the system up, right? The 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 real value, not the money value, but the the value of what the what the product is. Yeah, they you well, know? especially especially in light of the fact that there are other competing engines that would happily take their business. And I think that yeah. they got they got kind of sideswiped on that, and Riccatello's an idiot. Now he's gone, and that's good. And now they're laying off people. <laughs> but it's part of some big reset. But I think that yeah. reset is probably needed. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love to see Unity get back to their former glory. They make a hell of an engine. Um, I play a lot of games written in Unity, and they're all I do really too. Good. And if you're not familiar with it, just just briefly, the biggest uh, problem is that they started charging uh, the 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 charge structure for small developers became very burdensome so that they basically ran all the small people it out, was right? gu- it because, was gunu they didn't but yeah. they were going to and then they pulled back right so yeah uh, it was just bad planning bad decision making they've admitted it as such it will lose them more than it will gain them like it was all a mistake this is a horrible mistake yeah yeah but it does mistake. seem like they're, they're they're back in the good graces of most of the people i talk to so yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I love the engine itself. It's it's really I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. 
That's good. Now, we didn't talk about it a ton, but Elder Scrolls Arena from 1994 yes. uh, sounded like this. It's very old school. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. By the way, my favorite sound yeah. in uh, Daggerfall is this. Those skeletons scared the hell out of me. They the scare skeletons the hell out of me. I don't like them. Are am- amazing. They're awesome. Now, Arena felt more like they dipped into the communal pool of sound effects from Doom. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did feel like it felt like they were open sourcing something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay, though. Like, you're not wrong about the overall vibe of it is actually pretty cool. It's very dark. Like if you're wanting to play a dark adventure yeah. that doesn't play as nearly as well as Daggerfall, this is the vibe, man. Yeah. It just feels like such dark fantasy. Everything is instead of having a lot of browns, they got a bunch. Almost, you know, it's got black stones. You feel like you're in a sewer. Yeah. You feel like the characters are just they're uh, they're uglier and just it feels like a nightmare. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a it's. I'm glad it exists. I could not play this though. I uh, just couldn't it's, do it. Like, yeah, the mechanics are, are as old school as you can imagine. But we didn't talk about this, but both uh, Arena and Daggerfall um, use uh, something that people hate and probably don't remember. You'd have to hold, like, if you were going to swing a sword, yeah. you would have to hold the right mouse button and move the mouse either left, right, up, or down. And that would determine. Yeah. Uh, what direction your sword would swing. Yeah. And if you've never played a game with that game mechanic, oh my God, it is <laughs> infuriating. Yeah. Now the unit, the unity version, um, it, it has it. So you can just, uh, it randomizes what type of swing and you just hit the right mouse button. Like you would do in a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. And that works out just fine. Yeah. It works a little better. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth mentioning. That was 94. So it's like three years yeah, before couple, Daggerfall. Yeah, just a couple years before it would be. And then we have a much larger gap after we got uh, there before we got to Morrowind. By the way, um, you can pick up Elder Scrolls Arena and uh, Daggerfall uh, on Steam or Good Old Games or directly from Bethesda. Um, those are all free. And then you can uh, download the Unity version on uh, that. That uh, just look for Daggerfall Unity, mm-hmm. and you can download that. And then I use, uh, I believe it's Nexus. I use their Vortex uh, mod manager, and it just installs all the mods that you want. So if you want to prettyfy, I liked the Dreams mod, which is a mod pack with a bunch of uh, graphical improvements. And then I did uh, some uh, grass improvements. And there was another one I did that allowed me to see uh, the the hit points left on other characters, which is good because you do have a little bit of control of, of, you know, strafing, backing away from uh, the enemy so you can uh, manage manage your uh, number rolls. Yeah, and they would have have damage stuff, a damage bar ahead on on top of their characters from then forward, though. So, like, Morrowind had it. uh, well, all of it up through Skyrim and and the MMO. It's in line. All have it. Yeah, it's just yeah. normal. Uh, real quick here, the release date for Morrowind was 2002. So yeah, pretty good chunk of yeah. time between big those gap. two games. Yeah, and that was a big deal because that was the first game to hit consoles in the series. Yes, and, yes. Uh, that would have been X. Ex- the original Xbox got that game first. Yeah. And, and I think that yeah. I think the Unity version also allows you to use a controller. I did not test that because that felt. That felt dirty. Mm. That felt dirty, Scott. You didn't like the feeling I, it gave you, do, did you? Do you? 
No, I like to. I like to. Uh, this this is a uh, CRPG man. I like to. I like to have my keyboard in my lap and my mouse at the ready. Mm. I don't blame you. Get that mouse yeah. ready. Get ready to go. Well, anyway, go grab it. Pick it up. It's all free. Free. This is the one You're time welcome. we can say this. Ninety percent of the stuff we cover, you got to go buy a version of it or some. Even mm-hmm. if it's three bucks, whatever, you got to go buy this old game. This game and all the stuff Brian talked about, plus the mods he added. Mm-hmm. Free. free okay so go get it for free and, and, uh, and look i'm yourselves. telling you if you've ever played any other elder scrolls you'll know right away that there's a legal system on, in these games yeah, especially oh yeah. i think i think they introduced it in daggerfall <laughs> yep. i don't think you had it in arena but yeah if you if you go uh peeking through people's stuff next thing you know the constable comes a calling and you're gonna have to go to prison Yep. And I went to prison, and you can plead guilty in Daggerfall, which I I, uh, I appreciate. It's like, uh, go ahead and go ahead. I, I plead guilty. Yeah, I I, I pilfered through that lady's uh, drawers. Yeah, the way it works Take in the MMO and ESO, I have to give the money back or anything I stole back. And yeah, if I don't have it, they send me to jail. But if I've got everything, <laughs> they'll they'll take me off the poo poo list. Right. It's okay. We get it. Yeah, we understand. Go about your way, good. Even sir. like Red Dead Redemption Two, you got to go to town and you got to pay out your what you owe yeah. and uh, these systems are all i feel like a lot of these systems they owe themselves <laughs> to bethesda ideas back in the day i didn't uh, realize yeah. that this game when i went to go grab the game off good old games daggerfall it seems like i got the warning and i was like what it has adult content and i'm like what adult content you know it's like yeah they're right i did run a lot of quests where i was uh killing lovers you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, I was like, really? okay. I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember there stuff. being much in there where I was like, ooh, a very adult content. I mean, I don't you, know. You wouldn't, th- yeah, if, in, in 2024, you're probably not going to be shocked by anything that happens. But yeah, I could see where some people could be modest. I mean, if you can't, you certainly can't be upset about those ragdoll nudities. I mean, it's ridiculous artwork. I mean, it'd be it's like not, being mad even, at somebody it's drawing. Not, it's not even know, good naked. artwork. It's all kind of bad no. artwork. It's kind of, you know, it's what it is. It's 90s artwork. Everything from 90s games like this back then looked like your stoner friend in detention scrawling it on his desk. And it's fine. Even early Blizzard. That's all that stuff looked like. Everything looked like. And it was cool. It was metal, right? It was metal as hell. But everybody wanted to draw Eddie the Beast on everything. And that's how we made video games in the 90s. It's just the way we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about the music. Unity version has some nice upgrades to the music, too. But, oh, man, the even the OG Daggerfall music is just so delicious. A tradition they would carry forward to all the Elder Scrolls and the fallouts, for that matter. So, yes. And uh, just one little little cherry on top of all this. I was at the thrift store and um I didn't pick it up when I first saw it, but they had a PS3 version of Oblivion, and then they had a Xbox 360 version of Skyrim. And I walked away, and I was like, ah, maybe I should have got those. You know, I, it's not really quite retro, but maybe. And it was like five bucks. And I, I started reading, and I realized that the Skyrim version on the Xbox 360 has Connect support. Right. In what way do you say? Mm. Uh, through screaming commands. And yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got to go back. So I went back the next day, picked them up, and I look forward to screaming at Skyrim sometime in the future. I, I remember everybody complaining, though, at the time of release, maybe later. I don't remember. But yes. I had... Um, 
a PS5 or three and a 360. And I remember being told that the 360 version was better and a big yes. list of reasons why there were all these technical reasons. And it was actually hard to patch the PlayStation version. Cause this was back, yes. you know, PS3 was using whatever that weird chip was, uh, emotion right, right. two or whatever the hell yeah. it was. And they, they made it hard to do ports and all that. So are they always kind of the lesser of the two ports usually, which isn't yeah. true now, yeah. obviously. Obviously, now they're kind of on par. They're both using x86 hardware and architecture and similar mm-hmm. GPUs and all of that. But back in the day, that wasn't true. So I remember it always being just a little bit hard to decide which way I was going to go. And then when I finally got the PC version, which is where I should have done in the first place, that was the way to go. I mean, I can still mod that yeah. version. I still have that version on my yeah. hard drive, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's anyway. the way to go. Now, PC master race, but I do like being the PC master race. And I like being, uh, I like being poked fun at uh, in memes where it says, uh, PC owner bragging about their $2,000 machine, how it kicks $500 consoles ass. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Duh. I don't get cocky about it. I just often find that, oh yeah, this was better. This is a better way to go. Yeah. If you have, that's the thing. If you have the option, then I would take it. If yeah. you are, if you're financially capable of doing it and you, it fits into your budget, do it. But I don't yeah. judge you for playing at the console. Do what you play. You game you know how you want. You know what people judge me for though? They really do judge me for this. I prefer to play, most shooters, and that includes some multiplayer stuff, mostly single player, but a lot of multiplayer stuff right. I prefer in, with controllers now. Yeah. I don't even do the mouse look business anymore because You're it's dumb. not that I don't want to. No, There's two reasons. <laughs> One, my wrist it can't take it anymore. It just freaking hurts. Right. I yeah. uh, use it too much for everything else, if you know what I mean. No drawing and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and, <laughs> and I just, I love the feel. I like shooters with controller support it's always been good for me since around the 360 era call of duty and all of that just trained me really well on those and nowadays if you're like hey you want to play a shooter yes and i will pull the controller out and i'll play it because that's how i like this this is not a problem scott you're actually you're you're fine you're fine scott and the reason why is because those people who complain about that they want to play at a competitive level and in in order there's no there's no arguing that the mouse is going to be a superior first person shooter tool however you're like me your machine is just not a dedicated game machine and this mouse is not you know super scaled in to fine controls so this is just a standard gaming mouse that i don't use like a gaming mouse but i will play games with it occasionally but i'd have to fine-tune this thing in i would have to fine-tune my my skills with it whereas a controller is always the same controller just it is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a dedicated piece. But it of always reminds me, I always get reminded this time I saw a kid in Fortnite on yeah. a phone. All right. He's playing it on an yes. iPhone, an older iPhone. It's kind of choppy <laughs> for him. Now kids are, kids are an anomaly. You can't count them. Go ahead. And he's playing this thing <laughs> and he's touch screening everything. And he wiped everybody out multiple runs in a row. And they, and he was playing yeah. with people that were on controllers and he had controller yes. play. He had keyboard and mouse play and he was still dominating these fools. My point with all of that is, could somebody conceivably beat him in a, with a PC if they were good enough to beat him? Yes. Well, only if they were another. Only if they were another kid. You can't compete with child reflexes. Well, yeah, that's true. You can't. You can't do that you anyway. Can't. No. Can't. Yeah, what I was doing in you know Doom and Quake, I don't do that now. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I'm not like that I said, fast. when I used to when I used to play at a point where I was playing competitively only in a, uh, only in the uh, aspect that I was playing against other people online that I wanted to beat not that I was trying to win prize money or anything like that then I would you know I had my I had the best mouse for gaming you know and I had it all tuned in and everything 
And I, you know, I had my refresh rate on my monitor just right at everything because you had you know, making sure your latency is just right from, from your input devices to your network to your monitor. That you got the maximum edge, and I just don't I don't play competitively like that anymore. Yeah, but even so, then, who how you know what was your win rate? What was your standing? Do you I was even okay. Know? I, oh shoot, when when Quake Arena was around, yeah. I was toss baby. Yeah. I was at the tops. Really, I'd always yeah. I would I would sh- shoot man. We talking about we should fire give me a rail some, gun. We should fire give up me some a Quake rail gun. Arena. I'll destroy all you mothers. Let's do it. Let's open up a <laughs> let's open up a multiplayer game of Quake Three Arena and let's see how you're doing right. these days. I mean, man, when I used to have like you know twelve hours a day, this you know I would stay up until freaking three four in the morning play. That's all I would do, man. Yeah. Of course, I was good. I was dominating. Those was are good times. But, I love that whole yeah. era, man. Like that of era of shooters, dude. Unreal Tournament. I played Unreal Tournament so much that I almost yeah. dreamt in it every day. I played yeah. it so much. You know you're you know you're doing good at a at a game like that when everyone's calling you a bot. Yeah. No, or or cheating or, using that bot. If you if you're playing at work on a land like I did and I would dominate people in my office, yeah, yeah. they would get yeah. so pissed. Yeah. So pissed. That's how you knew you were good. They were yeah, that's mad. the reason why it got it got much better when you start being able to see everybody else's ping. It's like, oh, good, okay. Mm-hmm. So now oh, yeah. I see why Scott's kicking my trash. Absolutely. Were you playing Quake? Like you were doing any of that live Quake stuff, Quake Live, whatever it was called back in the day. Quake. One. I did a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. did a little bit of Quake Live. That yeah. was cool, and I think it was tied was into. Cool. Oh, my memory's fuzzy, but it seems like GameSpy had some connectivity through that, and you could just launch your games through that. Right. That's when things started getting weird. <laughs> that was a weird. I forgot time. to tell you. That oh I did I send you some footage of this too? So I was playing Daggerfall Vanilla yeah. using an emulator called 86 Box. You can run it on your PC. And uh, I was emulating a, I believe, a Pentium 2, uh, 200 MMX oh gosh, uh, with dude. 32 megabytes of memory. And I was using a Sound Blaster uh, compatible card and so on and so forth. Anyway, looks amazing, including it uses, uh, it can use some uh, uh, GL shaders from uh open gl uh, the gl shader so you can actually make it look like it is you know got the the con you know, it's got the the curve on the monitor and stuff and lines and everything uh scan lines it was an amazing experience really if you got the, if you got the foolish time um to play around with some retro games and you get a chance to use 86 box which pc emulator i think 86 box is a branch of that and it's being kept up to date as opposed to pcem which is not being I don't think it has any latest updates or anything. Mm, mm. It's a solid thing. All I can, I send it to you. All you, I can just, I can just zip the whole thing up because it's a virtual machine, and I just send it to Scott, and then Scott can extract it, and he Done. can launch Windows ninety eight second edition. Yep. Uh, and I even included uh, uh, the um, the proxy server, what for? It's called ProtoWeb. That's a project we've talked about in the past. Oh right. Where yeah. from ninety five to about two thousand, there's a project called ProtoWeb where they're recreating the internet from archive and people who actually worked on the websites. Yep. And uh, you can go to Bethesda from that time frame and go to Sega from that time frame. And it's just a, it was a complete windows experience. <laughs> the old websites for those companies are amazing. They're so amazing. Yeah. They're terrible, so but they're great. You guys. Yeah. Should. I looked up some Daggerfall, uh, uh, tip guides and stuff while mm-hmm. I was in, on the proto web because yep. I wanted to get the genuine experience. I looked up some uh, interviews uh, from that time period to see what people were saying about Daggerfall. Yeah. Those Completely were the days. encompassing experience. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. 
Yeah. Um, uh, real quick here, I'm going to see if I can go back all the way to the first time, Sega's first website. I'm just curious. Looks like December 19th, 1996, so the year we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Let's take a look at on the... And this is the and this is the one they have on the ProtoWeb. Yeah, dude, this um, is so bad. At this point in time, we were Sega Saturn stuff, probably a lots of it. Yeah. Um, I looked through all the Sega Saturn stuff. Uh, they had all the peripherals, and it looked such a good looking page. Look at that link, all that stuff. All right, let me take a look here. That's so and this project does use a lot from the the uh, the archive.org, The yeah, way I, I assume they would. Yeah. So this yeah. is them from ninety six. Yeah, this, this is the exact website you'll see um, if you're logged into that uh, virtual machine I sent you. You, yeah. you just go to Sega.com. It'll show you. It'll be just like that. It'll play all the little Java games and everything. Yeah. You're straight through your IE, what, 6, I believe, or your Netscape communicator or yeah. navigator, as it may be. Yeah. While you run Shoutcast. Yeah. Some Shoutcast on your WAN app. It's yep. whipping the llama's ass. That's right. I went full in. I went full in 90s this week, baby. I'm skipping back to other dates and I can't find them all, but. No, it's probably pretty early. I was also reading some uh, some gaming magazines. Like one of the first ones went from print to web, like in like around 95 or 96. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's dedication because that's still early internet. Yeah, big time. Let's see. Mm-hmm. The year is 01. They're showing off Quake 3 Arena, funny enough. Yeah, that's what I would have been. That's the reason why I didn't play. I wasn't playing Daggerfall because I was over there playing Quake 3 Arena. Hell that yeah, you were. at the time. Hell yeah. yeah. That game was great. Although I was more of an Unreal Tournament guy and I would make fun of people like you then because for I whatever did, reason, I, it was like Coke and Pepsi. I used to give people crap yeah, about it. I, I went to Unreal Tournament as well. Um, I played both. Like I said, I, I was doing nothing but first-person shooters at the time. I mean, they were Armageddon and Deep Impact that year. They were these two games yeah, from yeah. these venerable developers. Everybody was excited about it. And Unreal Tournament was a massive up, upgrade from Unreal. Yes. Whereas Quake 3 Arena, in some ways, was a step back. It didn't have a proper, it was, proper campaign. It was just like multiplayer yeah. only. Their bots weren't as good. Like, there was yeah. all these complaints. But the actual, like, head-to-head arena gameplay was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. I was mostly playing it for um, just loyalty reasons at the time, but I definitely understood. I definitely looked at Unreal Tournament and played it a bunch. Well, as well, wasn't yeah. as good at it because I think I started a little bit later than some people. So yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Rem- I went to where I'm the winner. <laughs> I wanted to be the big fish. Yeah, you are a big fish in a small pond. All right, that's right. Uh, all right, well done. Let's move on to a little game here called Guess Our Game. Destroy it. <laughs> This is a game we play where we tell each other the platform publisher year and any other information we think is pertinent before we play the audio. And then the other person has to guess what the game is. Now, you can ask three questions once that happens. And that's all you get to guess your game. And if you get it wrong, well, then you're a big dummy. And if you get it right, then you're smart. Wait, that's not nice. It's not nice at all. But it's up to you. I'm a big dummy. Big dummy. Christ. Big, big dummy. Last week, you had a good week. Both of us did. We both got it right oh, we last did. Week. We did good last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how you do with this one. This is an arcade game. It is from the year 1991. It's one of my favorite arcade racing games, or at least I think it was at the time. I think today I'd probably think different. But anyway, the genre is racing. Racing. And the publisher, the publisher here in the States is Atari. In Japan, it was published by Namco. If that helps you at all. Namco. Uh, here's your here's your audio.
kind of just goes on like that. There's not really. So um, no it's music. a race car game. It sure is. Now, if you had just had say, said Sega, I would have. But it's not. It's not. It's Atari. You know what? I'll give you another hint. This Atari is the music US. it plays at the. This end is what of, I need. The music is what's going to cue me off because I don't think just the racing is very unique. Well, there's no. So there's no music except for when you enter your initials. And I'm going to play that now. All right. Okay. Here you go. Give it a sec. It's rocking here. Yeah. I think I, I think I got it already. Really? You already have it. I, I don't even know what to say to that. All right. What do you yeah. What do you hear there? Because I, I played this not that long ago. Okay. Well, let's let's guess some other things. All right. You got three, um, you got three okay. questions. I've got I've got guesses. Right. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um. Was it a Was it more of a Um. Let me think. I put this ninety one. Choplifter? No. Was it choplifter? No. no. Was it uh did you did you have any guns? You had no guns. Oh, you didn't know guns? Yeah. What kind of racing game is this? I know. I prefer I prefer <laughs> you know, give me a gun and a game and a <laughs> and a driving game. I'm with you. All right. But it didn't have um that. would this have been uh um a lot of lot of you, screeching, as you can tell. Yeah, I know that's what I was listening to. Um would this have been, uh, let's see, uh, 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 trying to think of what. Okay, so do you have to avoid any obstacles? Uh, other cars and tight turns okay. and things like that. Tight turns. So there's, yeah. no, there's no, like, there's not, like, boulders falling, like, when you're going around. No. Uh, no environment. No, like no, no real no environmental stuff. risk. Okay. No, All right. Not really. That's two questions, um, by the way. You got, we two got one left. Um. And let's see. The last question is: Does it kind of like pole position, but uh, maybe a, an upgrade, like a little lower angle? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It's like you start at the starting line, you get a beep, beep, yeah. boop, and then you go. Beep, beep, boop. And very you, simple race game. You race. Yeah. You try to win. If you don't, you put more quarters in. You race again. Yep, yep. Uh, is this is this 1991's uh, Atari release of uh, uh, Hard Driving? You are correct. It is hard driving yes. apostrophe. It is absolutely hard driving, and uh, it used a 3D track, uh, which had yes. a frame. It yes. felt like about 15 frames per second. It was really slow. Yeah, it was but very it was, slow. And you had yeah, didn't you have like that ugly uh, strip down at the bottom? Because it always reminds me of the other game that does have the environmental crap. Uh, like it has see. like all the instrument panel. Down oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. I'll, I'll pull it up here crap. for a second. So this thing has. I'm not a huge fan of that either. I don't love that. But the racing had. It was supposed to mimic your interior of your car, right? Like right. here's your windshield corner, and here's the things stuff below it. But the game itself was very straightforward. It was three dimensional. The cars you fought or raced against were also that's, polygonal. So that's in, it. That's the one. Yeah, in some ways, it's very innovative in just a few technical ways but for the most part yeah. it's real basic you don't do much yeah it, it always reminded me of like um i was like oh this looks like virtual driving yeah a little bit <laughs> it, virtual dri- virtual racing is would is later right. but it yeah. was so much better i mean it makes yes. this look like grandma it's real slow yes. compared to that yes um but this would be if not the first one of the first that featured you know polygonal uh roads and and objects and buildings and cars and you know yes. all that. The only the only uh, raster images or, or pixel images are the backgrounds with the mountains. That's it. 
Yep. And uh, I think the the control panel down there as well. Anyway, I put a lot of quarters in that piece of shit. Yeah, so, it did. That was a sit-down only one, wasn't it? I don't think they had a stand-up version of that thing. Not that I know of. I don't think so. If they did, I, I never, the never saw it. At least ours never had one. Ours only had the sit-down. Yeah. I doubt I doubt that that existed. You know what I miss? I miss those... I miss those... Uh, I, I'm, wasn't there a Mario Kart in the arcade where there you was. had like four machines mm-hmm. chained together? Yeah, there was. I miss those. Yeah. I miss those. It was called GPDX, I think. I think um, you're right. Let me look that up. Yeah, GT, GPDX. And you're right. You could have many multiple machines connected at once. And it played just like, would this have been GameCube era? Yes. Something like that. So it looked like GameCube graphics. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was using a, a similar uh, piece of hardware. I believe. If I'm not yeah, and it wasn't Double Dash. It was a special version of the game. No. But they, but they had yes. all these. They had all these machines you could time together in the arcade. It was much more popular in Japan. We didn't see many here, but I think I saw it once in Vegas or something. Yeah, and it was maybe four of them tied together, and it yes. was something to see. And you just don't see that anymore. Not any. Nope. Not these days. Um, but you used to. Sega would have stuff like that. You'd have like. I miss those. Yeah, Sega GPs or whatever they were called. There'd be like six mm-hmm. of them. Big old monsters, dude, just in there pl- blaring at you. What? I miss so arcade loud. culture. That's why I want this arcade that we're going to build. Yeah. Bring the culture back. I want to walk into Bring that the- room and I want it to hit me in the face. I want to hear this. Where is it? Uh, where Where did I put all that? Oh, I lost it. Oh, no, here it is. Ambient uh, ambience. Nope. Ambient. Play ambient ambience. Here it is. I want to walk in. If, you know what? Let me add more. Here's more. Okay, and now to add a third one. Ryan, I want to walk in there and have it hard to hear. That's what I want. I know, right? What? I can't. What? We gotta go to the back room. I can't hear you. What? Yeah, meet me by Rygar. What? Where's the Rygar? I need the joust machine. Oh man. You don't know it's what that does huge, for me. That just makes me feel good to play that. We had a huge arcade uh, down at Myrtle Beach that was right there on this on the strand, and it was right in the middle of everything across from the pavilion. And it always had jacked up, you know, supercharged type games like this. It's like holy crap! I've never seen this down at Aladdin's Castle. Yep, you know, it's just huge, huge groups of people just jumping in there and having a freaking great time. Yeah, it was amazing. Love that stuff. Miss, that. Miss it. Miss it terribly. So everyone, donate a couple of million dollars. That's all we need. Yeah. We just either need one person, you know, to, to <laughs> donate millions of dollars or millions of you yeah. to donate just one dollar. Yeah. You know what? One person, two million dollars. Done. Yeah. Two done. million people, one dollar. Done. Yes. Done. Or if you can't do that math, two million, no, one million people, two dollars. And you know what? <laughs> There's a handful of you in our community I would immediately hire to help run the place. In a heartbeat. Yeah, so donate it, and then you get a job. You know what? I'd That's hire. <laughs> we would hire Taz to do all the art in the place, like all mm. our signage, all oh our rad. God, yes. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? We would hire. Yes. Um, I would hire oh, personally. Uh, Zoe brings bacon to come and help run yes. it to manage it. it, it she would be serving all the bacon. It, you know, we'd be serving pizza with bacon on it, and That's then right. bacon with pizza on it. We'd have live shows upstairs. Yeah, we'd have a we'd have Tonda. Room. Tonda's got to be there. For, bring Tonda in. All the good people. He can give us warm welcomes. He can be the he can be the greeter. Oh, giving everybody uh, uncomfortable greetings. You don't even know how <laughs> how quickly I would pull Close. the trigger on this if I had the money. I would do yeah. it in a heartbeat. 
I wouldn't even so think much. about it. I know I went off on this last week, but it's all I can think about. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen before I die. Let's move on to yours. Brian, you've got a, you got a platform here to tell me about. What are we doing? What's the deal? Absolutely. So this one's a little different this week. Uh, this is the platform is going to be, it started out on the Mac and the Pippin. The Pippin. Remember All that right. thing? Remember oh, yeah. the Pippin? The the Apple uh, yeah. gaming console, which we're, we promise we'll make a show on that one once we get our hands on a Pippin to really give it the run through. Love the Pippin. Uh, years are 95 and 96. Uh, Mac 95, 96 on the Pippin. And I will tell you that it went to other consoles too. This is a first person shooter. And this comes from the publisher, Bungie. Bungie. Okay. Bungie. All right, that gives me an idea, but we'll see if it's what I think it is. Here we go. Now, you may have, oh, I've never heard of this one until recently, and I've been playing it, hmm. and I really want to do more. Okay, I'll see if we can figure it out. say uh 95 and 96 95 96 okay those are north american dates um oh my gosh you got three questions you all right three questions. is this yeah. part of a Did series we three questions with the more stuff or we just no we still ahead. have the three questions yeah okay good 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 you just go did yeah. three in yours okay Red on air light. Um, why don't you do? <laughs> why don't you tell me? Is this a s- part of a series of games? Correct. It is, and I'll tell you already that some people in the chat room have already got the series. Okay. Well, then the only thing I know of that they worked on, and they're making a new one, or although I heard it got paused, uh, but they announced oh. it like last year at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. would be the new. A new iteration of Marathon, so this is probably the Marathon series. Mm-hmm. But do I need to know the exact game? I'm gonna require a little bit more since there was more than one. Okay, ninety-five, you say? Ninety-five, ninety-six. Well, that would either be Marathon. I think Marathon One was earlier, so this would have been Marathon Two or Marathon. What's that one called? There was a third one that had a a name but not a number. It was like Marathon Ultimate or something. Marathon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I have two more questions. Let me ask those. All right, 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 right. Is it the one with a number in it or without a number in it? <laughs> Because <laughs> that'll help me. It has a number in it, for sure. Has a number. Has a number. There were, uh, was there, there four of these, I believe? Were there? Yeah. I thought there were only three original ones. Maybe. How maybe about not. I tell you this, and then you pick from this multiple choice selection. Okay. <clears throat> Marathon. Yeah. Marathon 2, Durandile. Durandal. Durand- yeah. Dur- Durandal. Yeah, I think it's Durandal. Um, I think. Super Marathon or Marathon Infinity. Oh, that's the one beyond. I'm thinking of is because Infinity, not Ultimate, Infinity. 
I think that's it. Marathon. I'm going to say Marathon Infinity. I'm probably of the year wrong. Oh, so close. It, that did come out in 96, but it was two. Damn it. It was Durandal. two. Durangle. Durangle. Durandal. And I know they may use same the, some of the same elements, too. So that might have been a little bit tough. But Dude, uh, Marathon was so cool. And yes. my first exposure to, to Bungie, which is why I knew this had to be a marathon game, mm-hmm. um, was, was Marathon 1. Uh, my second most favorite was Myth and Myth Two. Do you remember Myth? Not Mist, but Myth. Not Myth. Myth. Yes. It sounds I like I'm. Myth. It sounds like I'm. I'm I have a speech you know impediment. I'd say it. I'd say a Myth. <laughs> myth Two. Uh, myth. <laughs> I don't remember the sequel's name, but it wasn't Two. It was something else. Anyway, yeah. those were so cool. Yes. And then what? After I knew, that, I knew Oni. nothing about these until, like you said, there was there was some recent uh, announcement, I think, for some new things coming on the Marathon series. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about that. I got to check it out. Yeah. And it wasn't even that long till, till Halo happened. Like five mm-hmm. years, four mm-hmm. years. Yes, right. That. If you didn't know, Halo was forthcoming. A lot yeah. of these same people. Yeah. It was supposed to be a yep. PC only thing. And then Microsoft went, ooh, we need a killer app for our new console. Why don't we pay them all yeah. the money in the world to come over here and do yes. this? Yes. They should have bought Bungie because Bungie's in a bit of a pinch right now. Yeah. I wish they would have, but they didn't. They probably wanted to at the time. Sony did. Now they own them. I'm not sure that's going to be good for them or not. We'll have to see. Nope. Uh, Well, well done. I got it wrong. You got it right. That puts you ahead. Nicely done. You were so close. I know. I feel like a a dummy, though. Half point. Half point Johnson. That's what they used to call me back in the Mm -hmm. day. Let's do some emails. Welcome to the treasure room. Well, to start with, I'll do a text. This came to us at 801-471-0462. This is from somebody named Q, and he says this, Scott, I thought you would like this. Amiga is still making computer games. Uh, You can go check it on YouTube and see them. Well, Q, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could still get Amiga games, but I guess it makes sense because I'm also being advertised right now for a Game Boy Color game I forgot the name of. Uh, Somebody else is making original NES cartridges. This happens all the time, I think. Uh, Yeah. People make retro stuff, Genesis games, that kind of thing. We've got an NES, um, set, NES cart we need to discuss. We were sent to us not that long ago, actually. Oh, it's right. a new game that we need right to, up, right to over play there. And, and, yeah, and so discuss. I, have a thing to, I don't have a thing to plug it into because my old NES box, is de- it doesn't work. So, oh, no. I know. I don't know what's wrong with it. Something inside's burned out. We'll I fix it. open it and look, I guess. But I We'll know. fix it lazy and terrible at these things no uh anyway yeah we'll uh we we still have more amiga to cover in the future and when we do i I think we'll probably talk more a little bit about that scene because there is an interesting little indie scene around it uh so yeah i have um the amiga mini um i highly recommend it uh it 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 was a little hard to get for a while but i really i really like it it makes me want to have a real amiga but i'm probably gonna have to contact some of my european counterparts to get one at a decent price because i would like the a500 um which was a a little lower end machine that sold very well um and it's the one i feel Mm. like most people have nostalgia for it and so i would i would love to get one a a real one yeah i would too if I get my hands on it, I still want to get myself, myself. I still want to get myself, myself, me, me, me now, Bizarro <laughs> from Bizarro World. <laughs> I want to get my hands on that Sega Genesis Two Mini that came out that I didn't grab. Uh, I just don't want to pay all that shipping from Japan. You have two? Why do you have two? Well, I mean, I have the American release and the Japanese release. Oh, oh, all right. Well, give yeah. me your. But give did me the you am- see there also? There's a fan-made Sega Saturn Mini uh, being worked on. Really. 
And yeah. I, was like, I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah. I don't know how. Do you have a link, well, link to that shit? Something, something I, I can see? Uh, I think it was just on, was it time extension? What is it? What's the name of the, that uh, retro game news place that I occasionally go to? I think it's called, um, yeah, time extension. Boy, if this doesn't and, tell you, by the way, uh, we already we already knew the Sega Mini, the two Sega Minis and the two Mini uh, Nintendos, NES and Super NES, both did really well. Those sold extremely well for both of them. Yes. If you want to go buy them aftermarket on eBay right now, you're going to spend a hundred to one hundred and fifty bucks for the Genesis ones, one and two, yeah, separately, yeah. or about that same amount for the Nintendo stuff. Sony also put out that Mini. Mm-hmm. It did not do as well. <laughs> it did not, and, and you for can, good reason. You can go buy. You can get that on eBay for like. All of it together, two controllers, the whole device, everything for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. It, for good reason. That's embarrassing for good reason. It is embarrassing. If I was I Sony, posted, I would be embarrassed. That's lame. And that you think they would try it again? They won't. That's not Sony. That's not how they do. I mm. posted the link to the timeextension.com article about oh. a fan made Saturn Mini in the Discord server. I also posted a marathon reveal trailer for PlayStation uh, Showcase that was about seven months ago. Just as a follow up on that. Oh my gosh! Look at this thing chat room i want this saturn real bad are you kidding that looks amazing i've been really i almost pulled the trigger on uh literally um almost pulled the trigger on a sega saturn uh, virtua fighter stick uh just a couple of days ago i'm still i'm still thinking about it still thinking about it can i get just no, the yes, control- that's hilarious have you seen the game shark uh meme thing i love oh, that was yeah. a related article that's pretty good that was hilarious but i want yeah. this controller something fierce yeah I love that controller. I'm really jealous of the Japanese uh, colors. Yeah, uh, we just got the plain old black version of the Sega Saturn, which is fine. But uh, the, I, I love the two tone kind of mm. gray, dark gray that uh, that they got in Japan. I Agreed. A lot of the Japanese stuff, you know, we've talked about the Famicom and Super Famicom a lot. Mm. I love their color schemes. Totally cool. Yeah, so good. And my God, they got all the good colors for the GameCube. They got mm-hmm. like that orange spice stuff and everything. Oh, so yummy. Yep. Mm. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, thank you for that. We also got a quick email here from Greg or GFR3003. I'm not sure where he uses Greg. that name or GMF rather. He says, yeah. hey, big shooters. I think that's us. We're both that's big us. shooters. Yep. So as you briefly mentioned the Taco Bell contest back in the day, I am a Taco Bell winner of an Xbox One X from that promotion. What? I know, right? Says, that the is legend, wild. He says, the legend goes, after a D&D session, we gathered at our local TB, uh, that being, yeah. uh, what's TB? It's a Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell. I was thinking, of, you know what I was thinking of? <laughs> it's tuberculosis? No, I was thinking of the, what was the old EB is what I was thinking of, electronics oh, boutique. Games, yeah. yeah, it yeah, threw me off. Anyway, he says, uh, we gathered at our local Taco Bell for some Mexican eating. I grabbed a box, punched in the code, and sent it back, or sent back a link that was getting a bit noisy nosy for the contest next i received a confirmation email i looked up from my phone and said i think i just won i received it six days before release had keys for forza and a bunch of dlcs box had a sticker on it and a nice corporate letter enclosed pixar didn't happen uh keep (laughs) keep playing uh retro congrats on 100 episodes and counting uh i guess that's a ding or something like that says greg that's pretty great dude that is amazing. I am. So, oh, God. That was like the dream. I I ate so much Taco Bell, not with the one X, but man, trying to get one of those original Xboxes, man. Yeah. God, I ate so much Taco. Yo, quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to Love go it. to Burger King just to buy those $5 like Sneak King. and. Um, oh, 
Yeah, stupid love the Sneak King. I got I got a couple of those uh, <laughs> so on dumb. hand actually. Those are hard, those are hard to come by. You could sell those for a bunch. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Probably certain ones because it's, it's how they always do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we've got plenty of these, but only have two of these. Yeah. And then it turns out you've got the plenty of ones. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your email. Playretroshow at gmail.com is where that came That's from. Great. And as I said before, you can send us texts and or voicemails to 801-471-0462. Our next discussion will be all about Sonic 3 and Knuckles or Sonic and Knuckles. That's right. So uh, Sonic Three is so there was so it's the reason why I placed labeled it as Sonic Three and Knuckles is because Sonic Three released thirty years ago, early in the year, yeah. and then Sonic and Knuckles released later in the year. If you're not familiar with Sonic and Knuckles, it is you may have seen the cart before. It's got a cart, and then on top of it, you can plug in another cart. The mm-hmm. other cart was Sonic Three because Sonic Three was released early without all of his full content because of a McDonald's promotion and then they finished the game called Sonic and Knuckles and you plugged them together and you got the full experience. You could play just the Sonic and Knuckles game, but it wasn't the complete game. It wasn't the complete game. Now, there were later versions of this game that was the complete game and it was just called Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, but but that was later, way later. Yeah. We're going to talk about that weirdness. It's a little weird. All right. Your third big game and it's also not thought to be the best of the series. Two is considered the peak. Uh, and maybe Sega put, City. I've heard that Sonic 3 combined with Sonic and Knuckles is the ultimate experience mm. of Sonic. That's just what I've heard. I want to prove it. Well, let's prove it. Let's prove it to each other. Let's, find let's out. prove it to ourselves. Let's prove it to the world. Yes. Uh, that'll be net next week. Net next week. The net, the net, net next week. week. Uh, right here on Play Retro. In the meantime, I'd like to thank some brand new patrons. The 19. The 19. 19. 19. That boy needs therapy. The average, uh, the average age of the Vietnam, <laughs> what was it, Vietnam vet? Something, was, something. No, 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 19, 19, 19. 19. Draft, drafty. No, 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 19. I'm such a fan of that kind of music. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Like, I love uh, the Propeller Heads, California. I love that one that we just sang. Yeah. I like yeah. um, anything Art of Noise did where they put voice samples in. I love that stuff. Yes. Yes, Can't get so enough. Good. That born needs therapy. I forget what that song is, but uh, anyway, we got some brand new patrons this week at patreon.com slash play retro. I want to thank oh, these are these are actually some old timers. Uh, Sean Selders, Russ Kewitt, Cluett, rather, and Tom right. Newton. You guys are rad. Thanks for being a part oh, of the family. Yeah. Get us, getting uh, us a little closer, getting us a little closer to that arcade. We just need a few more patrons. Come yeah, on, a dollar, just, a, just two million of you. Just two million more of you at a dollar. That's all we need. Okay? Super That's all we need. So let us know if you can do that and help us out uh, over at patreon.com slash play retro. There's lots of reasons to join. None not to. All right. Except if you're cheap. Just kidding. Nah, uh, bah, 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 we'd love it, though. But if you, did. If you want. Yeah. And you can always in, in the Patreon, you can have you have direct access to me and Scott because we post all of these in our feed on Patreon. And I check it all the time. And if you're like going, hey, Brian. I want to solder that battery replaced on my Game Boy Color. You can directly contact me right there on Patreon uh, in the feeds, and I will I will do my best to help you out. Yeah, you will. So watch for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's patreon.com slash playretro. Playretro can be found on our website at frogpants.com slash playretro, and we would love it if you went there as well. If you have any questions or are missing links or whatever it is you need, you'll find it there. Ooh, a missing link. That's right. You'll find a weird monkey that looks a little too human for its own good. <laughs> a missing link like uh, like the Wayback Machine on archive.org. There you go. Uh, with yeah. Mr. Peabody and uh, the quiet you, he would say. <laughs> 
Anyway, we've been all over the place now. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next week. Get more at frogpants.com. Excuse the gloom. 